welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. We are joined this afternoon by now first-time Indy Lights winner, Hunter McElray. Hunter, how's it feel, man? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, it uh, feels good. I uh, just feel like a bit of a weight off my shoulders more than anything. You know, I just feel probably a bit more content. <laughs> kind yeah. of just uh, <laughs> finally getting that done. Um, but, no, overall... Really, really happy. Obviously, it's to win at Indy Lights level is very important. Uh, obviously, where I want to be, which is IndyCar. So to have a weekend kind of really dominating like that and, and try and get as much attention as my, on myself as I can from all the right people uh, feels really good. So, yeah, overall, just kind of relieved. Yeah, no, I, de- I definitely understand there. And you kind of, you know, the first half of the year, and we talked about this at the at the memorabilia show, the first half of your year was was a, um, some unfortunate luck and some bad luck and, and things happened. So did, does that make getting your first win even better that you've had to overcome some crap so far this year? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously it was, I, I had, I think that was pretty much three or four races where, you know, I could have, could have, should have, would have type of deal. And I was in positions to win, but just necessarily didn't. Um, kind of didn't close the deal. Or obviously, St. Pete was um, tough. Dominated all weekend like I dominated him in Ohio, but didn't finish the job in the race. And um, I think more than anything, obviously, the longer you can probably go without something, the better it feels. <laughs> but sure. um, no, I think for me, mainly just to, like I said, to finally get it done. Um, gives you a big sense of relief. Um, like I touched on before, but yeah, I mean, I think for sure I would have loved for it to be sooner, uh, but to finally to get that win after, you know, probably being in a position to win a lot uh, before then, but just not quite doing it, uh, yeah, definitely was a, a really good feeling, and um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, as like I said, as much as I would have liked to win earlier, I guess I wouldn't trade it. Um, it's just the position I'm in, I'm in and I think the headspace and position I'm in mentally now is uh, better off for it. So yeah, not awesome. Yeah, and no, I, I definitely understand there. So let's let's talk about Mid Ohio. I, I don't think we got to talk bef- before the race about it, but you know what what is Mid Ohio like in an Indy Lights car versus you know the the lower level of of the road to Indy and and how did the car feel all weekend? Did you feel like going into Sunday? I know you started pretty far up front, but did you feel like you had a, a race-winning car? Yeah, I mean, straight away, like, I rolled out the truck, and um, you could tell, like, it was going to be a good weekend. When you roll out like that, I think it's always a, a very good sign of, like, okay, you know, this weekend is uh, a great opportunity, and you have to make the most of it. So, um, trying to go back to your first question of how it feels compared to other cars, um, you know, in the past, Mid Ohio has been a really good track for me. I've won a lot there. I've got a lot. I think I've got five poles there now, three wins, a uh, bunch of podiums. So it's a pretty good place for me. I don't particularly know why, but in the past, it's always really kind of started the second half of my championship and really kind of put me in the championship running year, kind of from winning in Mid Ohio. So I think a few things, um, you know, with the car were maybe a little different, but I've I'm so used to the Indy Lights car now that um, there was nothing that I really thought was crazy different. Because I think, honestly, if I jump back in an Indy Pro car now, it would feel way weirder 
you know. So um, there wasn't truthfully anything that felt too different. Obviously, that little, you know, you have a little tap the brake in places you might not in any pro car, but, you know, you're going five, six seconds faster. So whenever you're going faster, it's more fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I understand that one. But you've got... A weekend off, then you go to Toronto, and, and Toronto is a notoriously difficult street course, especially since we haven't raced there since 2019. So will this be your first Toronto? Were you there in USF 2000? Unfortunately, we don't get to go to Toronto this year for life. So USF oh. is pro do, but we don't okay. get to go. But I raced there in 2019. Um, it's a pretty brutal track. Uh, I'd love to go back there, honestly. Uh, I think I had a bit of unfinished business there. I got the podium, but um, kind of cr- had a little bit of a bad result and crashed out of the race in 2019 um, in a position to win. So would love to go back there to kind of set things straight. But, you know, I love uh, street tracks. You know, I think it's such a cool cool thing to push a car to the limit around a street track. And uh, We're going to Nashville, so I'm really excited for that. But I'll be following intently. Um, in, in Toronto and watching all the IndyCar guys and Indy guys. And, uh, you know, I think having driven Detroit, I would rate Detroit a bit harder, just okay. probably a bit, more, a bit more brutal than Toronto, but Toronto still is uh, a very, very tough track. And, um, you know, relative to St. Pete, it's a lot bumpier and, and things like that. This is what happens when you just assume Indy Lights is going to Toronto and you don't actually look at it beforehand. So... That's my bad for everybody who's listening who is slightly was slightly confused for a second. But <laughs> you, so are you going to Toronto to spend time with the uh, Andretti camp, or are you do you, do you get a, a weekend at home to relax? Oh, I'm gonna stay stay in Indy and kind of get a nice little training camp in with my trainer, nice. um, and just probably keep grinding in between races. It's it's nice when you get. But in a two-week little break like that, I kind of just try and use it to put on a bit of muscle because I'm just trying to get physically ready for the IndyCar. Um, hopefully getting a drive that maybe at some point this year. I have nothing, no tests lined up or anything, but um, at bare minimum, you know, if you finish in the top three in the championship in the Delights, you get a free test in IndyCar. So um, at bare minimum, I'd love to do that. And uh, obviously, I'm in a pretty good position to do that right now. But, um, you know, I think I'd, I'd love to... I'd love to obviously go, uh, but I think just probably having a bit of opportunity to stay back in Indy and just, um, you know, get back to the grind for a couple of weeks would benefit me a bit better for the upcoming stretch races. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. I am not going either. And funny enough, I was thinking, I was saying to the guys the other day, I'm like, you know, I'm not going, but I wonder where my passport is. I still, two days later, have no idea where my passport is. So, <laughs> Some somebody could come clean my apartment for me and find my passport. It is here somewhere. It it was in my briefcase. But anyway, now you find that. <laughs> yeah, I you know even if even though I'm not going to Toronto, I do still want to find it. I just need may, maybe maybe Sunday when I when I get back from a little weekend trip, I will dedicate to cleaning and and looking. But it's so hard with the puppy who just runs around all the time to like actually just dedicate an hour to looking for something because every time yeah. i do that i turn around and there's like napkins destroyed on my floor yeah that sounds, sounds like you handle that yeah yeah i i definitely do uh but i can't complain it's it's not that bad so let's let's talk about andretti and 
Christian Rasmussen won his first Indy Lights race just a couple of weeks ago. Now you've won your first race. Does it feel like Andretti on the on the Indy Lights side is kind of hitting a stride to have a you know a strong second half and and get you at minimum that top three in the championship, like you mentioned? Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, all year we've been strong. I think HMD were a little stronger than us at Barber, and maybe Linus was just a bit better than us at uh, Detroit. But everywhere else, I think we've definitely had the car. And, um, you know, I think at mid-Ohio, that was straight insane how how much I was able to dominate in, in their equipment. And I just love driving for them. They're the best, they're the best team, in my opinion, Um you know, HMD are obviously very, very strong, but just to have those resources and to be able to drive for them and, you know, it's just a dream come true for, for a guy like me. And uh, all these kind of, all this info and, and all these... Um, on my side, anyway, I think we're in a really good position for the rest of the year to... Uh, continue the form we had at Mid-Ohio. Uh, I don't think every race is going to be as easy as that, but I, yeah. I definitely think, you know, going to Iowa, I ended up fast in the afternoon at Iowa. I felt really comfortable there. You know, I'm feeling super good for that race. I'm excited for Nashville. You know, we got some little stuff in Nashville, which I think is going to give us advantage going, obviously, and have data from the, from the IndyCar side of things, but HMD, who don't. So hopefully we can leverage that the best we can. Um, and yeah, just really, really excited for the second half of the year. I feel like um, I kind of have found a few things in myself and as a team. And, um, you know, obviously Christian got his win. So I think there's two wins in a row for Andretti. And uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of strong tracks for us coming up. So overall, just really excited mostly. And, um, you know, I'm just going to keep having fun because I had so much fun at Mid-Ohio. I didn't, didn't want to think about results too much just wanted to drive my car and have fun and uh that's my plan for the rest of the year and see how it goes is that kind of the key almost to success is is not overthinking it yeah it's harder said than done because there's so much at stake <laughs> but at the end of the day like um without sounding kind of silly you know i could get hit by a bus tomorrow so you just don't know don't know what's coming around the corner so you just got to enjoy every second of it. And uh, I was probably getting a little too nervous and kind of not maximizing what I could really do in the car, just kind sure. of not really having enough fun and um, kind of just trying to put a bit much pressure on and force things. So um, I kind of stopped doing that and, and just did what I know how to do last weekend. And uh, I think, Look, it's, it's so easy to sit here and say you just have to have fun, but when you really kind of put effort into finding that, that right headspace that you've got to be in and um, and you get in that and you get in that zone, it's, it's a really, really good feeling. So I think for me anyway, I'm not going to tell everyone, you know, this is what they need to do, but for <laughs> me anyway, um, having fun is – when I'm having fun, usually it's going pretty good. <laughs> Hell yeah. So let's let's wrap it up with a couple kind of – rest of the year questions you mentioned the iowa test what is iowa like as a racetrack i know it it it, people describe it as almost tougher than some of the bigger coming up on five minute news i'm anthony davis 
You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on! Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. It's it's really like it's not an easy flat. It's it's flat like in qualifying trim. Um, in the race trim, you need a little lift. But I it's it's the most fun I've had on an oval. Um, I don't know about just because it was an Andy Lights car or, or what, but I really really had a lot of fun and at the test. I felt pretty comfortable straight away, right. and the car right. the car speed was was very easy to extract at the test. So um, hopefully, you know, it was quite hot. I think <laughs> the race should be similar conditions. So um, I think hopefully we can continue that form in the race. And uh, yeah, you know, my, the thing that I'm ha- most happy about was the car speed qualifying trim because I think qualifying is obviously going to be important at an oval. It's very difficult. Uh, and we were very, very fast in qualifying trim. And, uh, you know, lap traffic is going to come into play too. I was happy with how we are in traffic. Um, so I think we're in a good spot. And, yeah, I really love that track. It's, it's tricky, for sure. You have to place your car in the right spot. But uh, in saying that, I think in the racing, it's, it's going to become a multi-groove track. So it's going to be a good one. Yeah, if if it was hot then, I'm betting it's going to be hot in a couple of weeks because the last time I was at Iowa was 2019, and I think on race day before we had like a crazy storm, it was like 102 degrees. So I hope it's a little cooler than that. Yeah, that's uh, that's up there. I mean, I'm I'm used to Celsius, so for me, anything over 30 degrees, you know, it's getting pretty hot. But uh, anything I feel like 100 degrees. You just know that's hot. So uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's uh, it's good weather. Obviously, an oval is more important to, to be sunny than it is on a on a road course. But yeah, uh, I'm excited, man. I think I think High V uh, have invested a lot into that weekend, and uh, you know, double head of IndyCar. So it's going to be awesome to to be a part of, and uh, I think it's shaping up to be an awesome weekend. Are you going to stick around for any of the? concerts and festivities or is uh country music not your scene <laughs> um country music is pretty new to me uh <laughs> you know we were, we, i didn't grow up listening to country music i will admit but um Same. you know i think i think for me uh probably wouldn't be the smartest move to be going to the country music stuff <laughs> i don't know if it's before my race maybe after my race we get a result you know one yeah, out. Yeah. but um i think I think full disclosure, I'll probably be back on the road on the way home 
<laughs> but uh, no, it looks it looks like it'll be a good time. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I don't know much about country music either, but I I, I might have to stick around because there is nothing more fun than than live music. But after the race, after the second IndyCar race, I'm I want to get out of Iowa and get and get back home. But let's let's wrap it up with one more. I, I know every driver is probably already looking to 2023 or at least starting to figure it out. So I'm going to ask this probably question that is way too early to answer, but you know, how is 2023 looking? Are you, how deep in the kind of planning phase for that? Are you already at this point on July 7th? Um, yeah, it's funny. Obviously we're literally pretty much halfway through the year, one race over halfway through. Um, you know, I'm obviously sitting decent in the championship now. Uh, Lena's has a bit of a gap, but, you know, it's, it's still not over. So I think if we continue this form with a little luck on our side, the championship is possible. Um, I'm not really thinking about that, but if I win the championship this year, obviously I'll be in IndyCar. The, the only way I'll be in IndyCar this year is if I win the championship, which sure. I'll need a little bit of luck on my side. Um, but, you know, I think for sure um, it's still a possibility. But uh, I, I think my main plan would be if I get second or third would be to do another year in lights and then obviously um, try and try and put another program together uh, to do lights again. So um, I'd love to do it again with Andretti for sure. Uh, but right now, kind of still very early, obviously. So right, right, that's, right, that's right. kind of really as much as I've thought and can really say about that right now, to be honest. Yeah, no, I know it's a, it's a difficult one to to answer in in the middle of July, but we appreciate that and we'll we'll wrap it there, man. I, I appreciate the time and look forward to seeing you, I guess, in Iowa. Yeah, man, for sure. Thanks for having me and uh, anytime uh, we'd like to catch up again in the future. Yeah, sounds good, man. Have a, a good rest of your day. Thanks, man. All right. See ya. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!